Well, hello. Um, we are starting off right now. A little behind schedule here, um, and I'm jumping back into the studio, so I apologize for no actual intro, um, but we're here. We're moving. Um, Joe is held up a little bit, so he'll be jumping on with us here in a few minutes. Just wanted to go ahead and get the this, this show started, um, and then we'll have him chime in when he can. All right. Well, the World Series is officially underway as of yesterday. We got the uh, the matchup that I guess a lot of people in Middle America wanted to see, and uh, you know, around the, the country with the Cubbies and the Cleveland Indians. Um, Indians are up one nothing in the series uh, after a, a fantastic performance from Corey Kluber last night. Um, you know, he, he got in and and got far enough into the game there to, to hand the ball over to Miller, who looked a little un-Miller-like at first, a little shaky, but he uh, righted the ship there and was able to all three outs with the bases loaded and maintain the shutout for the Indians. So it was quite a uh, quite an impressive game, first game, and, and um, you know, the town of Cleveland in general was – Definitely rocking last night with the the World Series Game 1 as well as the reigning NBA champion Cleveland Cavaliers uh, having their opening night and their uh, banner raising. Um, so that was uh, quite a day. I can only imagine what it was like to be in that city at that time. Um, but, yeah, we're... Uh, we're looking through and seeing, you know, tonight's game for the World Series was started off and ended up coming in um, about an hour early due to some rain. They were worried about the forecast, so uh, I'm trying to pop the TV on here to see what's going on. Um, last I heard, the, the Cubs were up, so we'll see if they can make it a little bit more of a game here than uh, than what they did last night. Um they welcomed back uh, Kyle Schwarber last night as well, who was one of, I don't know if I would say one of the biggest busts in fantasy this year, but I know a lot of people were really uh, really high on this guy and, and drafted him super early. Um, you know, he had catching eligibility and everything like that, but you know, he he was, I think he played in three games or something they were saying. And, you know, he, he just, he, he didn't even get a hit in the regular season. And I believe he actually made history as the first player to not get a hit in the regular season and end up getting a hit in the World Series. Uh, he had, he had a good game. So, um We'll see what they can do. They're up 2 nothing here. looks like Bauer just got pulled out of the game, so we'll keep you updated on that as well. Um, I guess the main question here is, you know, do the Indians actually have the pitching to keep up with the Cubs hitting? Um, you saw what Kluber did last night. Obviously, the bullpen has been awesome all playoffs, and, uh, you know, it, they really made it through teams that they weren't necessarily supposed to make it through with, 
beating Boston and then taking out Tampa, or I'm sorry, not Tampa, uh, Toronto. Um, and both of those lineups were potent lineups. So, and maybe Toronto a little more so than Boston, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's tough to answer whether or not they can, they can keep up. I, I think they're starting pitching. Have they not been dealing with the injuries to Carrasco and Salazar that they've been dealing with? They'd absolutely be, you know, th- this would be a completely different series. Um, but they've already mentioned they're looking at starting Kluber in game four and again in game seven after starting him last night. So it, it'll definitely be interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, but as I said, the uh, the basketball season also started last night. I uh, don't really have too much notes on that in our in our intro here, but just wanted to to bring it up and and you know for those of you who are interested in fantasy basketball, we'll probably be getting some some fantasy info on there, um, you know, on the shows over the next uh, next few weeks and and just dipping into the season a little bit. Definitely a bigger a bigger slate of games tonight than what we had last night. Um, we had the the returning champs, like I said, Cleveland playing last night and their opener. Um, they took care of the Knicks. Um, Bron Bron had a, a triple-double in his first game back, so it's, you know, Cleveland against the world, as he puts it. Um, but, yeah, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 14 assists. Definitely a, a solid performance out of LeBron for, for the first game back. You had the Trailblazers over the Utah Jazz, 113-104. Looks like Damian Lillard was the, the top player there for Portland, 39 points, nine rebounds and six assists. Uh, Joe Johnson looks like he was the, the main guy there in Utah, putting up a solid 29 points, only four rebounds and three assists. but you know, I, I would I would imagine those those two stat lines will will potentially pop up uh, a little bit more as the season goes on. Um, and then the the other late game last night was the Cavaliers' opponent, the Golden State Warriors, with the new look of having Kevin Durant on board, uh, took a loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, 129 to 100, and um, a stat that I thought was pretty interesting that I saw last night before that game was that Greg Popovich was 17 and two in season opening games. 17 and two. I mean that that's almost unfathomable to have that great of a record in your first game of every season. Now. Yes, the basketball season is is a, is a long season. Um, so, you know, I guess the, the key thing would be to, to look and see how many of those seasons did he start with a 1-0 one, one and then end up at 1-1, one one, or did he end up at 2-0, you know. So it, it, just, it was just something that kind of jumped out to me. But I guess really the bigger thing to take away from that is the new-look Warriors 
put up 100 points, so that that's still a, a good output. But, you know, when you're looking at it, they were the second lowest scoring team of the day. Everybody else, aside from the Knicks, put up, you know, over 100. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is something we need to be worried about. Obviously, it's way early. Um I don't think it's something to to go into any kind of panic mode at all. I mean, even for the first week or so, I think that they they've got to get into a rhythm. Um, you know, they obviously had the preseason to deal with and whatnot um, to to try to get things going a little bit. But overall, I mean, with the talent that they have on this team, there's so many mouths to feed, and I, I feel like initially basketball used to be a much more selfish sport, but what we've seen over the past, you know, five, six, seven, ten years maybe is these formations of the big three on this team and, you know, this power pack on this team. I mean, you just look at the depth chart on this team and the starters are are all great players. So, you know, it really is a team that you would think is built built to win and and challenge their their record of last year, their record breaking season. Um after losing last night, I think that definitely goes into question. And, and that's hard enough to do to begin with. To, to get to that threshold that the Bulls held for so long and and for Golden State to to actually break it last year um, was a feat in itself. Um, is that to say they can't run off another, you know, span of 15 to 20 games of wins before their next loss? I, they, I think they have the talent to do it. Um, you know, when you got a backcourt with Curry and Thompson – just chucking up threes left and right, and, and Draymond and, and Durant, uh, you know, down low, it's a strong team, no matter how you look at it. So I think they'll get it figured out sooner rather than later. Um, so no need to worry about any of that. And uh, I think we may have uh, Joe getting ready to pop on here. So let's uh, let's see if we can get him in on here. I believe. No, he's not on just yet. Give him another couple minutes, people. But um, all right, well let's move on. We've got uh, we've got some football to talk here, and then um, we should go from there. I believe he is actually calling in now. Hey, hey, Joe, you there? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, hey, how being late. how are you? Bad night with the kiddo, man. <laughs> That's all right. No problem. Uh, I know that I'm uh, quite capable of rambling on. Um, so yes, yes, you are. I, I think I managed to do that and hopefully not uh, completely <laughs> turn all of our listeners off. But uh, pretty much went through sure. the World Series. Um you know, talked about the notes we have up there and then also hit on uh, the, the opening night of the NBA last night a little bit as well. 
Um, nice. Just kind of. I had a Bron Bron with a trip dub in our league, man. I'm loving that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just talking about him and saying that was a, you know a great opening night for him. Um, and uh, talking about the Warriors a little bit and their loss. Uh, um, I'm not worried about it, but I mean, I'm San Antonio. No, I, I'm not either. That's pretty much what I was saying. You know, it's it's way too early to be worried about it. You know, give it give them a week at least, see what they can do, and if they continue to lose, you know, and and not get wins, then it might be time to to worry. But I'm not worried about the players getting no, dude. Like, remember from a fantasy standpoint, dude. And and I, I don't want to because we got to you know we're already kind of behind uh, me yeah. and my fault. But I don't want to harp on this too much. But I mean, just remember how bad the Miami. Um, Miami Heat looked at first, like when oh, yeah. they had the big three. Like everybody was like, "Oh my God, they're not gonna be good." They were, they were, they were like a barely above five hundred team from what I think I can remember from back then. But you know, it, I'm not worried about it. They're gonna be, they're gonna just beast teams out. I mean, Popovich just out coached them last night, and that's just what happens. Popovich is, is an all around. You know, he's arguably one of the best coaches, the arguably the best coach in all of the NBA ever, you know, it's, it's yeah. going to be tough to, to overcome that. So, yeah, it is. And that, that was the, the main thing that I was pointing out is the, the stat that I saw last night about pop being 17 and two in season openers is his record. Oh wow! And the, <laughs> the second loss came last year. Um, oh, wow. So <laughs> I did not know that. That's it, crazy. It's very impressive. I, I don't know what he did in game two of the season for all of those years, but regardless, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great way to start the season with a win. And, uh, you know, but yeah, well, I, I, I mentioned that, that we'll, we'll probably be throwing some basketball stuff in, you know, as, as the weeks come yeah, in the season. Periodically. So the only other thing that I, I didn't hit on the intro getting ready to right before you called in was that we have six teams on by this week. So, you know, definitely yeah, a lot man. of teams, a lot, lot of players out. Um, you know, you're you're going to be kind of digging deep into your rosters this week, and uh, I mean, we'll get to it a little bit as far as the free agent pickups, waiver wire, but really not 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 a great week for for waivers in my mind. And there's just not a lot out there. No, nah, not really. We'll get to that. You know, week eight, you know, we've got Baltimore, L.A., Miami, the Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Fran on bye. Um, it, you know, we got another six, 16 bye week next week, and it's a lot worse for fantasy. But, you know, this still hurts a lot of, you know, a lot of owners out there. Six teams a lot. You know, we've talked on this before. Why yeah. the NFL does this thing where they got, like, teams with, you know, weeks with two, and then they got these weeks with six. Like, it makes no sense. But – the NFL is going to do what they're going to do, especially back to back weeks. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you know, so so moving on with that, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot about some of the players that you can get, some of the strategy that you can take during the during the buys. Um, one of the things though that I want to make sure we we touch on, kind of, I don't know, week seven recap, but it happened right after week seven ended. Is Arian Foster retired? Man, um, hung up his cleats. A, want to say he's only what 30 and i mean he had a great career just when he was on the field and that was the problem for him is when he was on the field um but i mean god this guy was an undrafted free agent in 2009 
In 2010, right away, boom, led the league in rushing, like 1,600 yards, a ton of touchdowns. Um, you know, he he had a bunch of, like, blow-up years, but just all those years where he just was injured constantly and you missed the entire season or he only played, like, two games and just off and on. And, and you know, honestly, I had avoided him in fantasy for many, many years because of that. But when he started falling to, you know, the later rounds, I was like, well, whatever, I'll take a chance on him. And it just never worked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember if I've even ever owned Foster in any of my leagues over the years. I I don't feel like I actually ever have. Um, and, and part of that was because he, you know, because of the injury risk that he carried with him for so long. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he he's in his his eighth season here. Uh, well, was, I guess, technically. Yeah. So, um but it, it, it's very it, – it shocked me to see this. I, I didn't hear about it until literally maybe a little over an hour ago. I was talking to my brother. And he was talking about his team and how, you know, his running backs are just killing him and this and that. I mean, he, he drafted Peterson with the first pick and then ended up with Foster later on, been hit with basically all the injury running backs somehow managed to be on his team. But he's like, oh, yeah, and that's Foster. <laughs> I mean, he retired. I was like, wait a minute, what? So he retired? Where have you been, dude? That's, <laughs> that's news to me. I I just haven't been paying attention, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was at the Eagles game on Sunday, so I didn't hear any of the other random news until, you know, like I said, today. <laughs> so, Yeah, but, I mean – but whatever, I mean, like this guy, great career, you know, but this now goes right back into Jay Ajayi and our next topic here of running backs taking over again. Like this is the second week in a row where running backs really just kind of took over and were awesome again. And it was led yeah. by Jay Ajayi, another 200-yard game. I think he's the fourth running back to rush for 200 yards in back-to-back games. He joins a list with – O.J. Simpson, Earl Campbell, and Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a hell of a list. That's an impressive list. That's an impressive list. Very impressive list. <laughs> uh, so, I'm kicking myself because I drafted him in two leagues besides the one that I have him in and dropped him after, like, week two because he got yeah. no touches. A lot of people did. And that's what my brother was saying. He's like, you know, I was going to pick him up, like, three weeks ago we didn't for whatever reason we went out and got someone else and or, or someone else grabbed him on waivers and he's just blown up ever since because Miami was sitting there toying around with the fact that they were going to play everybody else but JHI and then JHI finally gets his chance and he runs for 200 yards twice <laughs> I mean it's crazy but you know like another you know a couple more guys here that I've, I've written down you know Melvin Gordon the rushing yards aren't great but as we talked about before, the, the the workload is there, although they are talking about cutting it back. So beware, Melvin Gordon owners. Um, but, you know, another three-touchdown performance. I lost one of my leagues because he blew up in the later half of that game. Um, Jeremy Hill finally had another good game, you know, 168 yards and a touchdown. Spencer Ware, again, 131 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Note there is that Jamal Charles 
had a little bit of a setback with his uh, rehab from the ACL tear, and he was dealing with knee swelling, and he only got one carry last week, and they basically gave it to him early, and he didn't look right, and they pulled him out. Um, that That's a very interesting situation. Like I don't know what to do with Jamal Charles if I were a Jamal Charles owner. What would you do? Yeah, that's it's definitely not good to hear. Um, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about my thoughts on Charles, but I did say that, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going out to try to get him, you know, when, when I thought he was going to be set loose and ready to roll, but he clearly isn't. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I, I think it's, it's almost a, a lost cause, just in my mind, and, and Ware's been awesome, so they have no reason to want to switch it out. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ware, pretty Ware's much. Just, he's a monster. He's Charles two years ago, or three years ago, you know? So it's Looking similar, yeah. And so, you know, another couple of running back. I mean, I didn't even list them all. There were more that performed fairly well. Um, Matt Forte, uh, you know, strangely enough, both both games that he's rushed 30 times, he's run for 100 yards exactly. Um, and then he added 54 yards from uh, passing here and two touchdowns. Um, and then DeMarco Murray, 107 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just just another good game from him. But, I mean, there were, there were more guys. I just didn't list them all back. I could have been going for 15 minutes, I felt like, on just that. Uh, but I mean, it's weird to like see this total shift back over to the running backs. And, you know, I know when I'm building my DFS lineups, I kind of start focusing more on the running backs and, and it's, you know, a lot of times you can get guys cheap. Like I, I keep playing Jack with Rogers right now. Cause he's like $4,300, but you know, oh, yeah. eventually that's going to go yeah. up, but you know, like, but these guys like that are getting the work, you know, we're not used to seeing this. So it's almost like there's more guys getting the bulk of the work again. You know, Gordon's getting the bulk of the work. Jai is getting all of it. Spencer Ware is getting all of it. DeMarco Murray is getting all of it. Forte is basically getting all of it again. Like that's more than we had to start the season. It felt like, and AP was one of them and AP has gone. Like that's, that's yeah, weird. And, so like, and at it's this almost point, like we're going back to the bell cow back. And I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I think that's going to just it, – it's going to not only change the game itself, whereas you could potentially still see your main guy get injured and then have to go back to this committee situation, or you're going to see these guys just continue to blow up and and people are really going to be looking at DFS teams that are three running backs and and always playing a running back in your flex position, especially if the costs stay where they are for some of these guys. I yeah. don't I don't remember what Forte was listed at last week, or you know how many people actually started him, but I benched him and and it potentially could have cost us our our game in in my one league. Um, it thankfully didn't cost me in, in our league. Uh, so. I mean, Hey, it's put up for good reason. You bet. Like, he was doing nothing before that. Shit lately though. 
pretty it's much. Been That's what I mean. Horrendous to own. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's been it's been so, really really bad for him. Um, but yeah, man. And like, I think they have they have Cleveland this week too. So you know. Yeah, that could a, be another good game. Huge game for him, you know, because you saw that what Hill just did. You just talk about him, but Gio Bernard had a good game too as a, as a secondary back against Cleveland last week. So, you know, I think I think he's uh, I think he's a definite play. You know, depending on how much he's going to be, then maybe that now that he's scored again, he he might get a little high price range, but. I think you you almost have to look at Forte and DFS this week. But let's move on yeah, to, I, uh, to the next topic here. Like you said, we can yeah, talk so about the next thing line. I want to talk about, you know, last week we brought up a, a couple of quarterbacks that, that weren't doing so hot. Um, you know, and I left, I, I left Russell Wilson off that list last week, but apparently I shouldn't have because he stunk up the joint on Monday night. Or was that Sunday? It was Sunday night, wasn't it? Sunday. Um, that game was such that a That game was one of the worst. I mean, hey, if you love defense, you were in heaven. Oh, yeah. But that game was bad. That game was bad. I mean, I went to bed. and was like, I don't even care. It was 6-3 to three or something like that. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm like, oh, cool. I missed a field goal. They tied. Yay. Um, <laughs> so... The one Russell Wilson though, just some just some random stats to throw out there. You know he he only he is now right right now the twenty fourth ranked quarterback according to ESPN. Twenty fourth. I don't think anybody would have guessed that coming into the season. Now, granted, he is you know mess dealing with this you know, MCL sprain or whatever, but he's, but he's playing. The other thing that is very interesting is, and I don't know if you've looked it up. So if you have, just tell me, but you want to take a guess as to how many rushing yards he has on the season. I have not looked it up. My guess would be the bold guess would be to say under a hundred. It is under 100. Um, 87 yards, my guess. 33 yards rushing. 33 yards. 30. You did not draft yards rushing. Russell Wilson to get you 33 yards through seven weeks. Do you want to know how many quarterbacks have more rushing yards than Russell Wilson? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three quarterbacks. It's interesting because he's twenty-four. Oh. Twenty-three quarterbacks. Robert Griffin the third has more rushing yards than him, and he played a half of a game. <laughs> that is uh, wow. That is hilarious. It's awful. Right now for him. I mean, like, this is what you bank on him to get you is rushing yards. I mean, he's a good passer, but it's just, he's not getting it done. I mean, do we give, – give us 30 seconds. You think he's you think he's going to turn it around like he did last year? I mean, last year he started out pretty pretty bad, and everybody was ready to, to send him 
you know, packing, but then all of a sudden he just flipped the switch and boom, he was good. Well, I, does he have the ability to turn it around? Absolutely. We know that the talent's there. We saw what happened last year. Um, and then you got to look at their schedule as well. You know, they're going at New Orleans. You know, New Orleans' defense is not great against quarterbacks. So he could be able to get a good game, again, for passing, I feel like, more so than rushing. Um, but teams can run on the Saints, too. He's got the Bills. Then he's at the Patriots. That's probably already chalked up as a loss. Um, they're a home game against the Eagles. That could be an interesting game um, and could – I think the fact that they're at home helps them. But, I mean, Eagles Eagles pass defense isn't good. Buccaneers, Panthers, Packers, Rams again, Cardinals again, 49ers again. So, based on that schedule, I, I do think that they can still – come out, you know, with a pretty good record, I would say that, you know, they should win the majority of those games. But I, I don't I don't know if they will. If he's not playing the way that we know he can, they're going to end up with, a, you know, seven and, and six season. Uh, or, well, sorry, seven, seven, eight, and one season. Um, and that's not going to do it. That's not going to get it done. They're, they're still somehow leading the NFC West. Um, but Arizona's looked terrible at, at times, and they've looked okay at times. I don't think that they're anything of what they were last year. So... That's another uh, another quarterback issue, but we'll move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to do it or not. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm not buying him right now, unfortunately. Just I, I think the knee's really affecting him. Um, so yeah, so moving on to some injuries, uh, we have a lot of injury news, especially the running back situation at the running back position. Uh, but for some quarterbacks. Um, Geno Smith done for the year. So Fitzpatrick is back. Um, whether or not that's a good thing, I don't know. It's probably a good thing for Rainer Marshall, but for the Jets as a whole, maybe not. Um, Hoyer for the Bears, broken arm. Uh, he is done. And so Cutler magically is healed <laughs> and he's going to be back. Uh, Quick to see that happen after how bad. Um, oh man, who jumped in for the Bears this weekend? Um, uh, Matt Barkley. Yeah, thank you. Former. Eagle. Um, you know, I feel like the Cutler move though is good for Alshon Jeffrey. The interesting thing is going to be whether or not Cam Meredith is going to be any good with him. We saw how bad he was with Barkley. Well, everybody was bad with Barkley last week, um, but. Meredith was on fire with Hoyer and I kept, you know, I was like, he's a must start at this point going forward. I don't know if he's going to be now with, with Cutler. Cutler likes to pretty much throw to Alshon and that's kind of it. 
So it'll be kind of interesting. I'm kind of lowering expectations for Cam Meredith going forward. Um, for some running backs, you know, like I said, we've got a lot. In no particular order. This is just kind of how I got to him in my research this this morning. Um, Tevin Coleman, he's dealing with a hamstring injury, and he's looking like he's likely out this week. So Freeman gets a huge boost, although I read right before this show started that Freeman's dealing with a hip injury. but So that's kind of troublesome there, but I think they're expecting him to play. Um, LaShawn McCoy, uh, of course, the hamstring for him. Why in the world the played him last week? I have no idea, and I'm so mad because I started buying into all the hype about him looking good during warm-ups and all this crap, and I slid him back into my starting lineups, and he did absolutely nothing. Oh, and uh, like we all probably guessed, got hurt again, re-injured himself, probably for worse. So who knows what they're going to do with him. I just hope they sit him for a week. Just let him heal up. You know, Gillisley's fine. Gillisley's a perfectly fine substitute. Let him play. Um, Langford here, um, he's looking like he's practicing. Um And, of course, we saw last week Jordan Howard was already kind of losing carries and touches with Kadeem Carey. I mean, I don't know what to think about this whole Bears backfield situation now. I mean, does anybody take it over? I I think Carey is kind of like if you're absolutely desperate and need running back help, he might be the guy that you're going to look at, but I don't know how much work he's really going to get. Um, right. If Langford's getting ready to come back, um, I mean, Howard Howard overall has looked good, um, aside from uh, maybe last week, but, um, you know, he, was, he had a horrible matchup last week, so you can't necessarily blame that on him the entire Bears defense, or Bears offense, sorry, look lost. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to stay away from this situation. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, man. Um, I am too. Lamar Miller, we saw Monday night, he kind of was dealing with a shoulder injury. Looks like he's going to be fine to go, but that's something to, to keep an eye on. And, you know, maybe he gets less of a workload to Alfred Blue. Um you know, it was a, a big blow to my possible comeback in one of my leagues with Miller not getting a lot of touches. Uh, Jamal Charles, we talked about him above. Not much else to give. Jarek McKinnon's an interesting one here. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, from what I'm reading, he's kind of on the wrong side of 50-50. They're not really – I haven't been able to get a lot, but from everything the beat writers are saying, uh, it's just kind of like they're not really thinking he's going to play. A lot of people – or, you know, now starting to pick up Matt Asiata just in case, but it's kind of like, well, they play Monday night, so that's a hard one. But I guess maybe if you're a McKinnon owner and you plan on using him, you have to go get Asiata. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Asiata had a nice game uh, last week. I mean, he, he didn't find the end zone, um, but 
you know, he he had some decent touches. He's just not getting he's not getting a lot of yardage off of his targets. And that that's kind of the biggest knock on him that I see right now. Um but I mean I do own him in uh in one of my leagues and you know, I, I, because of the way that the buys line up this week, I I'm might be playing him. Um and he's got a pretty favorable matchup, I feel like yeah, he does. So you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you if you have him in there. If you no, can get, honestly he's been know, outperforming teens. So you know, honestly well, even he, with us he has been. Even with I mean, McKinnon that, like playing, said, I've got Asiata right yeah, higher. This is the way it is. Yeah, I, I and he needs to be. I mean, based on what I saw in that game on on Sunday, uh, you know, Asiata was the starter. I mean, he came in, started the game, and was in for the first first series, and then they came back and went with McKinnon. Um, but McKinnon just didn't look good at all. I mean, I, I guess the injury was bothering him still, but, I mean, Asiata just looks like the better back to me. So, it, yeah. again, it's kind of hard to judge with the potential injury issues, but, you know, I, I like Asiata this week for sure. Yeah, so finishing out the uh, running back injuries here, probably the big, maybe the biggest one because it seemed really unexpected. The news started coming out later today that C.J. Anderson was dealing with knee pain during the game or like some sort of knee injury during the game. He finished the game. It finished well, as we saw. Um, But now he went for a second opinion on his knee, and reports are that the Broncos expect him to miss at least one game, possibly more. I mean – this is this is going to be Booker territory big time now. Um, if he, for some reason, is not owned in your league, which I think he is in almost every league at this point, I don't see how he isn't, um, then then he needs to get picked up. I know I've been stashing him in, in a couple leagues just because yeah. I, I thought he, eventually he would take over, and I think it's going to happen a little sooner than I thought. Um, so... You know that that's that's going to be interesting uh, there. And then you know when Booker does start playing, if he plays well, does CJ Anderson get his job back? I mean, they were already trying to kind of like even out the carries type of thing. So very interesting situation I, there in Denver now. Yeah, I mean, you could see Booker become, um, you know, really become the CJ Anderson from two years ago where he kind of comes on and just blows up, you know, in the second half. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, it's definitely too late to, to get him um, in my mind at this point. So if you've already got him and you grabbed him a few weeks ago to stash him, you know, good for you. It's definitely going to pay off. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, so, I, mean, I say that, but surprisingly, he's only owned in 36.3% of leagues on ESPN. Yeah, so, so on ESPN, he might still be out there. With, ESPN's weird, though, on their percentages. Like, if I go to Yahoo, I guarantee you, and I don't have it pulled up right now, I'm in one Yahoo league, and I guarantee you it's 
double, if not almost 100% at this point in, in Yahoo. It's just the percentage numbers in the ESPN. I think there's a, f- a few more uh, casual leagues in ESPN, but yeah. I don't know. Actually, wow, 15% owned? Oh, 50% started. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, he is 63% owned in Yahoo. So there you go. That's a little more like it, I feel like. So it should be higher now at this point. Everybody needs to go get him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, with wide receivers Uh, here, uh, uh, it's cool. Uh, The wide receivers here, not a whole lot of news, really. No no major injuries that I could find. Um, Des Bryant looks like he's going to be returning. That's probably the biggest news. Robert Woods. Looks like he's practicing. Dante Moncrief is going to be returning as well. So, you know, you've got some guys coming back. So there's finally some good news on the injury front. Um, and then um, for for tight ends here. Um, yeah. Tight ends, we got three guys that we're looking at. Hunter Henry is uh, in the concussion protocol which is horrible because he's most likely going to be out this week. I mean, there's a chance that he plays, um, but he's actually the only tight end to catch a touchdown against Denver this year. And it happened two weeks ago when he had a big game against them. Um, They're still, you know, kind of in the middle of the pack against tight ends. So, Keep an eye on Hunter uh, and see if uh, if he ends up being able to play. If not, I, I don't know how much I really like Antonio Gates in that game. Um, but the, the next guy we got here is former Denver Bronco, Julius Thomas. Uh, he's pretty much unlikely to play with an ankle injury. Um, so, I mean, keep an eye on him again. It sounds like a really slim chance. So another big-name guy that's that's out again. Um, and Jordan Reed um, looks like he might actually play. Um, he's coming back out of the concussion protocol. So, you know, but that's something that's that's plagued him forever. So, you know, I, I think he, he could potentially be a risky play, but he if he plays, he could have a, could have a big, big impact. So keep an eye on him as well. Yeah, they do get that um, dreaded London game, though. So the good news yeah, with that, though, is I, I think we'll have to know pretty early whether or not Reed is going to play because they have to travel. Exactly. So they're going to know yeah. pretty early with Reed. So that's something to, that you you might actually find out tomorrow from what I hear. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, be on the that's lookout good. for that. Uh, so some pickups here, you know, with, with bye weeks, we've got guys that you might not generally have played before. You might have a bunch of guys on bye, so you have to, like, maybe drop one of them to pick up somebody who's actually active to have a full roster. You know, it happens. I've I've had it happen to me plenty of times. You know, the, the big guys that were big waiver wire targets, obviously Ty Montgomery, if he was still out there with the big waiver wire target, I guarantee he's not out there anymore. A lot of these guys may not, or probably not out there past waiver periods, but if they are, you know, go get them. Uh, Devontae Adams, I'm kind of up and down about him. I don't know about you. Uh, he had a huge game this past week, and 
you know, Jordy didn't do a whole lot. For some reason, he was only targeted, like, he only caught one pass, and he had Aaron Rodgers through four times. 50, he, yeah, four Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 56 times. times. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, Cobb had a huge game. Montgomery had a huge game. Adams had a huge game. All these guys had big games. Jordy didn't. But regardless, like, Adams Jordy didn't kind of up and down. He, him, him and Cam Meredith absolutely destroyed me last week in DFS and in, in my regular leagues. And, and it, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and say he's the most talented receiver on that team because obviously we saw that all these other guys can provide. Um, but I, I don't know. Is, is there something – is he hurt? Is something wrong that he's just not – you know, he didn't elicit getting the the touches and the targets. I, I don't know. I too much. I, I don't know. It's just it's very confusing to me. But Adams, I mean, he's such a boomer bust guy. Yeah, he uh, is. And it's it's hard to predict when the boom's going to happen. So many people looked at him last year and thought he's going to be the deep threat for this team with Nelson out. And he he wasn't. He I mean, was he, awful. I think there's so many more people that put faith into him, and nothing of came of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so real, real I think quick, I picked him up a couple of times. So. If you had to choose Ty Montgomery or Devontae Adams, who would you pick? I would take Montgomery easily. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's put. I mean, he's put up the numbers. Um, he may at some point end up getting a, um, a running back, uh, qualification. He has, he has running back qualification on DraftKings oh, has it? Okay. and ESPN. Yahoo won't do it. And I actually agree with you. That's a the whole different okay. topic. Uh, I, I don't oh, think well, they should. I don't, I don't see if he... If he started as a running back, then fine. But I don't. If Tavon Austin doesn't game, get running back eligibility, Ty Montgomery should not get running back eligibility. That's ridiculous. Well, where, and where's Terrell Pryor? I mean, you might as well give him quarterback and running back eligibility at this point. Right, exactly. It makes no sense. I mean, but you know it's only a matter of days before the next Cleveland quarterback gets injured again. So. You know, Pryor is probably going to start at quarterback at some point this year. So does that make him a quarterback all of a sudden? And then you you have a, a dearth of quarterback injuries. I mean, but then on the flip side, would you be able to play him as a flex? Probably not. So that's oh, really quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's... I don't, well, I don't know. You, you might be able to. Yeah, but that it, seems it, weird, man. I, I don't like that they do that. Uh, I mean, I, I get it, but I agree with Yahoo that unless the NFL somehow deems him a running back, then he shouldn't just gain that eligibility. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, we got to move on, though. Uh, pickups here. Uh, probably quite possibly one of my favorite pickups of the week is, is Jack Doyle. Uh, you know, we talked about him last week, O'Doyle rules. Uh, he, he was still available in a lot of leagues, which surprised me. And he 
he beasted out pretty good again last week for Indy. Um, Dwayne Allen still not even practicing, so who knows when he's going to come back. For right now, man, this is this is Jack Doyle's show. Uh, and and in, Indy's looking better, man. They're looking like a cleaner offense. They're not giving up as many sacks um, for whatever reason. So, you know, Jack Doyle is getting it done. I would definitely look out for him because there's a lot of tight end injuries, you know, going on, and there's a lot of tight ends that are on by, and Starting next week, there's even more. It's you know you got Reed and Gronk out next week, and and more. I I don't know who else is out next week, but there's a lot. Um, Chris Thompson is is a running back I would look at. Um, they're talking about Matt Jones. It is there. I don't know if there's an injury with him. I actually maybe did I just totally miss that, but I know that they are talking about him like not getting as much work for one because he yeah. fumbled twice the past week, but he is questionable. Actually. I did. I didn't miss that. Um, this is, this is fairly recent. So I did miss this. Um, yeah, this just came up today. Uh, yeah, I heard about it on the radio. What is the, about, what is the uh, injury? They're not, Oh, a knee he, injury. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Knee. So, yeah, he so, might not even play if he does. They're talking about cutting back his workload because of the fumbles. Um, they're saying Robert Kelly is probably going to be the starter, but I think Chris Thompson is going to get the majority of the work. Um, this just, I think that's just what it's going to be. He's already been the better running back for the last, like, three weeks, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, he really has. And, I mean, you, you pull up his, his stats on – just on the uh, the ESPN thing, and it, it's just showing his rushing stats. But I mean, he he had two carries against Baltimore, uh, nine carries against Philly, and then twelve carries last week against Detroit. So he's obviously trending upwards, um, and that's just the carries. But he's he's a monster out of the backfield, so yeah, that's where he's yeah. really paying off. Um, yep. for, for his owners, and I put a claim in on him in our league, but looks like uh, Kevin Kevin got him. Whoa. Yep. So he had a better waiver pick than I did. I think I was dead yep. last, so I wasn't surprised. But yeah, yeah but, no, I, I mean, definitely so like Thompson you're gonna want to look at. Yeah, you're gonna want to look at him. Another guy possibly... hitting that bye week next week, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but another Redskin though, you know, somebody that kind of keeps getting overlooked and like it seems like every league and is Jamison Crowder. You know, this guy's just getting it done. He was one of my sleeper, like one of my deep sleeper receivers this year for like deep leagues. But he's now turning into basically a almost a flex type receiver in PPR leagues. The guy's just, in my opinion, he's turning out to be the most dependable wide receiver on the Redskins. Um, And you know, you you look you look at it, and Deshaun Jackson has the most the most points. Actually, no, he doesn't. Crowder, yeah, Crowder has the most standard points, even yeah. out of this whole group. So, I mean, right there, I mean, Crowder is turning out to be the best receiver on this team, especially for fantasy purposes. Uh, so, don't don't let him sit on your waiver wire any, anymore if if you can, if especially if you need receiver help, and a lot of people do. Um. You know, we mentioned Matt Asiata. You can pick him up uh, in case McKinnon goes out, but that's kind of a uh, – otherwise I wouldn't really go after him. 
The one guy I want to mention that I think could be a stash play, I mentioned a couple of these last week with the tight ends, is Deion Lewis. He started practicing today. So be on the lookout for Deion Lewis. New England has a bye next week, I believe. So I don't think he's going to play this week. They have a bye next week. I think he comes back week 10. That's my prediction. Yeah, that's when I'm looking at him as well. Um, And that's Um, that's definitely going to cut into James White. um, Absolutely. And his touches. Um, well, but I mean, White's White's been good. He's been real good the past couple weeks. I mean, he didn't even have a single rushing attempt last week, uh, and he still no. ended up with double-digit points, I think. So, um, yeah, he's not not really looked at as a big rushing threat, anyways. He's definitely that passing passing back, and but that was that was all Deion Lewis. So all Deion Lewis uh, last year. I would definitely definitely keep an eye out on him. Yep. Absolutely. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've got for the pickups here. Um you know, looking forward to week eight. We'll do our best and worst games and our sleepers and busts real quick and then get on out of here for everybody. I will start real quick with my best game. Maybe it's a little bit of a gimme, but Green Bay Atlanta, I think this one's gonna be a shootout. Uh Atlanta's Atlanta's offense has slowed down tremendously, but they're still pretty pretty good. Uh Green Bay, despite all the injuries, you know, maybe this is what maybe this is what Aaron Rodgers needed. He just needed to be he didn't want a running game, possibly. I don't know. It's weird. But he just came out pissed off last week or something. And hey, I wanna pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Um because look what we got. We finally got the quarterback we all remember. So I think this yeah. game's going to be really high scoring. My worst game, that Minnesota-Chicago game, just looks abysmal, especially from the Bears' side. The running back situation's a mess. Cutler's back, so he's going to give. He's going to throw three interceptions. Minnesota's offense looked horrible last week. I mean, the offensive line got destroyed. So this just has the makings of a really bad game. Yeah, I I uh I agree with that hundred percent. Um uh although I'll, I'll touch on that again in a little bit. But my my best fantasy game and I think we've talked about it before how Dallas is always the game of the week, blah blah blah. I'm really hoping that this game is televised so I can watch it is Philly at Dallas. Um, Philly's coming off of I, – it's it's tough to call it the best win of the season because I, I feel like the Pittsburgh game was the best game of the season, but then they went on the bye after that and fell flat for two games straight coming off of the bye and then took out the only undefeated remaining team in Minnesota. Uh, I mean, that, they shut that team down. I mean, and it was it was awesome to watch it in person too to see it. But uh, Dallas is now coming off of their own bye, and they've they've been hot. Um, you know, Dak Prescott's been good. If you got um, Dez coming back, you know that doesn't bode well for for Philly's pass defense. But I think that this game could be. I don't think it's going to be 
anywhere near the defensive battle that the Philly Minnesota game was. So I think there's going to be some points put up, and and Wentz and company is going to have to respond and put up points of their own as well. So I'm really looking forward to that game. I think that that you're going to see some some surprises points wise from that game. Um, my worst fantasy game is kind of tough to pick because they're, they're, I mean, aside from Minnesota Bears, it just wasn't a lot of really bad matchups, but these are two bad teams in the Jets and the Browns. Um, you got, you know, beleaguered quarterback in Fitzpatrick who was benched and then thrown back into action. Um, we've already talked about Forte. I definitely think Forte is going to have a good game. But, you know, I, I just – I don't know if, if – I think they're just going to lean on him, um, you know, and then try to figure out the passing game after. Um, but the Browns, you know, I don't even know. I, I think Kessler is, is questionable to play. Um, talking about um, – oh, He's got name? concussion symptoms. So – are they, are they talking about? If he doesn't play, Josh McCown might actually get back for this. I was going to say, I think they're talking um, about McCown coming back. Yeah. So yeah, was, he's being cleared to play in advance of Sunday's game. So it looks like he's gonna. He looks like he's gonna be be the quarterback. McCown. Yeah. Well, they're okay. saying he's a candidate, but uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see. I don't see why he wouldn't so, be. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but with with just the way that Cleveland's been playing, and you know they've had some games where they've been in the mix and been close, but I you know I don't know I just I just don't like this game. I'm I'm probably staying away from everybody involved. Like I said, aside from Forte. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. Defense, I'm not going anywhere near this game. So I will go through my sleepers here. My sleeper quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Um, I just kind of like the way he's been playing lately. Regardless, he hasn't quite climbed back up the rankings yet. Um, He does get, and he gets Jacksonville this week. I mean, we've seen Jacksonville get passed on time and time again. Uh, My sleeper running back, probably more because people in, Again, this is another injury that I, I kind of read about right before the show started, and because of the chaos, I didn't get a chance to type it in the notes. Um, but Theo Riddick is practicing. Uh, so, so is Dwayne Washington, though. So, you know, we're going to go back to the Theo Riddick Dwayne Washington show, I think, again. So, Forsett and Zenner are kind of out of the out of the picture here. Uh, but Riddick was Riddick was playing very, very well before the injury. So I think if he can get back on the field, they are playing Houston. It's a little bit of a tough matchup, um, but Houston hasn't quite been the same since J.J. Watt's been gone. And I think they can, you know, I I think the Detroit offense is good enough that they're going to be able to do something against Houston here, uh, especially with Riddick around. My sleeper receiver... One that I I, I, could, I was having trouble finding one honestly, and I picked Michael Floyd, and everybody's probably going to cringe at this, and I kind of am too a little bit, but the reason why I chose it is because John Brown's still not looking like he he's going to be back on the field. 
They lost Jaron Brown as well. Michael Floyd played a lot of snaps last week, and he did okay. He had a couple miscues, but, you know, I think if Palmer and Floyd can get back on the same page, we might start seeing the resemblance of what we saw last year at the end of the year. Um, I don't think we're going to get quite back to that 100% because I think there's a – I honestly think there's something wrong with Palmer. And But, you know, Floyd could be a sleeper that nobody's looking at this week and that could surprise you. Yeah, yeah, he could for sure. So we'll see what he does here. Um, the opportunity but, is there, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, go with my uh, my sleepers here. Um, going back to what I was saying about your worst fantasy game, I, I do actually like Sam Bradford in this game. Um, I, I think that he's he's going to be able to bounce back from Sunday's loss in Philly. Um, you know, that was kind of an emotional game for him, I would say, just because I, I feel like he, he just kind of fell into this Minnesota trade and, and didn't necessarily get to, you know, put it all together and, and everything like that uh, as far as, hey, I'm leaving this team now, you know, whatever. But I think he can bounce back for sure. Um, you know, we, we've seen what just happened to Chicago um, with with the receiving core. So um, I, I think Bradford can, can go. Um, my my running back sleeper here, I already talked about Booker. Um, I, I think, you know, now that he's going to be set straight and and be able to rip through, I think he'll uh, he'll be good. I mean, he, he had a decent game against San Diego in, in minimal time, um, you know, played minimal snaps. So I definitely think that, that he can uh, he can come up and, and – have himself a pretty good game being the main guy there now. Um, and then as far as my receiver goes, kind of trying to go back and forth on a couple guys here, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pull a name out that we haven't really talked about yet, but Mr. Russell Shepard of Tampa Bay. Ah, that's um, a good one. He he had caught five or six targets last week and got a touchdown, um, 77 yards. And he's going up against Oakland this week. Um, I mean, Oakland is one of those, I think they're the second worst defense against receivers. Now, granted, they haven't given up a touchdown to a receiver the last two weeks. Um, and only two receiving touchdowns over the last five. Um, so I think their their ranking might be a little skewed by the first couple of weeks where they gave up five touchdowns between New Orleans and Atlanta. Um, but, you know, the the potential is there. Um, I, I, I like Winston this week as well. I think he can have a pretty solid game. Um, you know, this is a, a home game for Tampa. So I, I'm interested to see what Shepard can do this week. 
That's interesting. And and by the way, uh, I just read that CJ Anderson has been ruled out this week officially, and they're talking possibly the rest of the season. That's how bad it is. Wow. Yeah, this went from, like, bad news to horrible news. So, um, uh, Devontae Booker, especially in DFS, he is a lock because I guarantee his price has not caught up to what how good he's going to be this week. So, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff there. All right, real quick here, my bus, Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him this week. I mean, it's Cam Newton. It's just got a tough matchup against that Arizona defense and it just you know we saw what they did to Russell Wilson and everybody else they've played it seems like so Cam Newton I, I see struggling a little bit this week he's probably still startable in season long leagues but you know it is what it is uh, my bust running back is actually going to be Melvin Gordon they're talking about cutting back his workload already and he's playing Denver and Denver can be run on uh, that's kind of their only weakness on defense, if you want to say they have one. I just don't think Melvin Gordon's going to get done. I mean, we saw this game. It was, like, really low scoring the first time, and I, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring on the on the San Diego side again. So I'm not expecting a lot from him or really anybody on that San Diego side. And my bus receiver may be very predictable here, but Allen Robinson, I mean, Blake Bortles looks – quite possibly like the worst quarterback in the fo- in the National Football League right now, right there with Brock Osweiler. So it's it's a bad situation and I just I mean, I'd be very tempted to just sit Allen Robinson if I had other good decent choices. Yeah, I think you'll you'll potentially agree with me on my pick too when I get to him because it's it's kind of the same deal that it's just a guy that looks lost so I'll just go ahead and start with receiver I, I don't like DeAndre Hopkins this week um, I, I do think Osweiler can have a bounce back week because he got absolutely shut down so it, you know it, it's kind of sad because both of my sleeper picks last week were Bradford and uh and Osweiler. And I guess I'm I'm doing what I told you not to do and take Bradford <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um okay. it happens. I think uh you know those revenge games went to the teams that got rid of these guys. Um but I, I think Brock can have a bounce-back game. He's got a, a nice matchup against Detroit. Um, but Hopkins just – he hasn't been there this year. And, you know, for what people paid to get him, uh, you know, with their first-round pick, he's got one 100-yard game, 100-plus-yard game, sorry. Only three touchdowns on the season. He's got uh, – only one other game above 70 yards with 71 against Indy. He's got a game with one catch for four yards. Now, granted, he may have gotten injured in that game, but I don't remember. I would hope so because that's pathetic out of a first-round pick. So, you know, I think he's got a good matchup, but I think you're going to see more of of Will Fuller uh, 
getting getting the action in that game, not Hopkins. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. It's just, it's been bad. I've I've been watching a little bit of Houston and Osweiler just he just telegraphs the ball and and defenders are able to just jump in front of it and so it's it's bad. It's nothing. Oh, his, his nothing eyes Hopkins were. Is doing. He knew, yeah. I mean, the defenders in that Denver game knew exactly where he was going. And yep. granted, I still feel like part of it is because of who it was. But he's so tall in general that, you know, he, you're you're going to see him over the line regardless. So I think he just he, – he focuses on DeAndre and then just stays focused on him until the defenders are like, oh, hey, this is where he's going. And then they run over and bat it down, get in the way. Yep you know, whatever. So it, it sucks because Hopkins is talented, but I mean, he, he's priced at 7,400 bucks in DraftKings. Um, but I, I don't think I'm paying for that. I'd rather pay nah. another $700 and get Mike Evans, who's, a, you know, probably locked down this week as well. Um, but my, I'll just go backwards. Then my running back boss, is uh, I'm going with DeMarco this week. Um, you know, he had kind of a good bounce-back week last week, but I, I just think that, you know, Jacksonville, you know, they, they're they're pretty decent against the run. Um, maybe, I feel like. I don't know. I lost the page that I had what I was looking at. It sounds like you're you're guessing there, but that's cool. Um, I'll find yes, out for you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on Burgundy. So, um, yeah, we need to we need to put that that one back in there. Um, yeah, we do. But Although yeah, my I internet think, uh, anything I wanted to do. What the? So now my internet no, doing think, anything I wanted to do. Yeah. Now mine's been slow ever since I've been trying to get this show going, but um, yeah, I mean they're they're kind of middle of the pack against the run. They've they've given up uh, they gave up two touchdowns last week to Latavius Murray in his you know coming back game, but they've only given up over a hundred yards once. Um, yeah, that was pretty good against. Uh, actually, no, they're so, pretty horrible against the rush, <laughs> but that's okay. Well. I mean, they're, they've been giving up decent chunks uh, of points to opposing running backs, but, um, you know, oh, the yardage isn't there. So yeah. I don't know if, if this ranking factors in running backs who get receiving touchdowns as well. I feel like it might be on there. Um, so either way, I, I just – you know, I, Murray's been he's been good all year, um, but I could see him having a bit of a down game uh, again, more closer to probably what he did against Cleveland than what he did last week against Indy. Put it that way. Um, and then my quarterback bust is uh, Mr. Carson Palmer going with the the opposing guy to your your bust. I just, I mean, the more I think about it, I, I almost picked that game, um, you know, Carolina and Arizona to be my, my bust game because this is two teams who were in 
the NFC Championship game last year. So you saw this game on the schedule thinking, this is going to be a great game come, you know, halfway through the season. Um, and, and it's just not. Both of these teams are just not very good. They're not at all what they were last year. So, nope. you know, Palmer's a little bit banged up still. So I, I'm just staying away from, from him. I know you like Floyd this week, but I, I'm just saying. I, I mean, it, it's it's one of those. It's he's ranked like 50th on Fantasy Pros or something crazy like that. So it's like it was a total shot in the dark kind of pick. It's he's gonna be there cheap. So why not? I'm not starting him yeah. season long, most likely. Anyway, I do have a couple Twitter questions uh, since you've got the controls there. You don't have to play the sound, I suppose. Uh, but oh, I can if you would you know, absolutely <laughs> like me to. I mean, I just have to find it. It's up to you, um, man. You are, uh, you are, you are, you are the uh, master of the show right now. But uh, Twitter so, question, I got two. Hey, all right, there it is. Um, and I feel like people ask me questions and then they delete them because they don't like want their friends to see my answer. Oh, here we go. Um, at Southern <laughs> Jet NC, um, I have Seattle's defense, but got the Jets on waivers. You think streaming the Jets D is a good idea at Cleveland this week compared to Seattle on the road versus the Saints? I told him, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the Jets defense is going to – you know, step up and shut down Cleveland, and why not? I mean, the one thing Cleveland does well is run the ball, and the one thing the Jets do well is stop the run. Like, this just seems like a really bad matchup for the Cleveland Browns, although every matchup for the Browns is bad. But, uh, this, yeah. you know, this, this is this is a good match. Anybody playing against the Browns is a good defensive pickup, and so I'm pretty sure you agree with me there. Um, my second, I, I, I mean, yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, especially the saints, like the saints seem to be able to put up points against almost anybody. So, you know, they'll, they'll have their off weeks for sure, but, uh, I'm not a lot, not playing a lot of times. I'm not playing the defense a lot of times against them. If I can help it. The second question I have is from at TM or it's Timster two, three, four, zero. Um, streaming quarterbacks this week, Alex Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick? First off, oh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, I'm, what the hell? What hell do dude, you live in that this yeah, is dude, what sucks. you have to pick for streaming? So many more opportunities to pick up quarterbacks streaming better than that. Um, Maybe he's looking at last year's stats or something when he picked up these guys. Um, <laughs> my I mean, answer like, to him, I like Osweiler better this week than no, both of them. come on, no, no, no. Um, my yeah. answer to him was Smith is safer. Smith is always the safe quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over, but he might get you like one touchdown and like two hundred and sixteen yards. Like that's what he does. Um, Fitzpatrick has the better matchup for sure and a lot more upside because I believe he has better weapons and they'll actually throw the ball more in New York I say use Fitzpatrick but I don't really like either one what do you say 
I was just going to say, I think I would go with Fitzpatrick too. Uh, I mean, you, you got to look at, like I said, he's, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't think that his, you know, his team's brass trusts him, obviously. And, you know, Cleveland is just, they, they've given up at least two touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks every game this year. And, of the last four, five games since week three, they've given up three touchdowns to everybody except this past week. So yeah, definitely the guys to to go with there. Um, I mean, he had 120 yards and a touchdown in in half a game last week against Baltimore. So I definitely think he could double that and maybe hit three touchdowns. Yeah, it's very possible. So, all right, man. Well, that's all the show I've got. If you want to add anything else, go ahead. If not, close it out, man. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm good. Um, good luck with your DFS this week. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of solid picks out there of guys that aren't necessarily going to be super expensive. So don't don't be afraid to to leave some money on the table. Uh, if you have to, because you you like the guys you have. If you like them, go with it. Uh, And hopefully that works out. But that's all I got. And uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Good show, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> <Fail. Great. laughs> See ya.